Oh my God. Do you know we say shit all the time that gets us in trouble? Sometimes we even say things, well, it makes sense to people, but we really don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Well, this is a quick podcast rant about, I guess you'd just call it a handful of stupid things that we say, but now you'll know where they come from. If you give a shit, well, that's one of them, or you just might need hair of the dog afterwards, which is another one of those sayings. You ready for the sayings? Well, let's get down to it on this episode of Street Curb Curiosity. <laughs> well, if you don't give a shit, this podcast is going to spill the beans on some sayings. And this podcast really kills two birds with one stone, education and fun. You know, I was thinking and looking at this info anyway, so I just bit the bullet and got an episode out of it. As the name says, Street Curb Curiosity. I was curious. Curiosity killed the cat, though, right? But don't get cold feet about it. We're going to give a handful of sayings the third degree. And you may think we're barking up the wrong tree, but it's actually a walk in the park to do this. And I did this show while it was raining cats and dogs. And if you don't like it, God, did you get up on the wrong side of the bed? Well, just tell me to put a sock in it. And just when you thought there was light at the end of the tunnel, we may have just, well, one more for the road. There! So many sayings we say. But do you really know what you're saying or where it comes from? And as you say them, people understand what you're talking about. But do you give a shit? Well, back in old Scandinavia, oh, about eight, nine hundred years ago, you gave shit. Literally. It was pottery, medicine, makeup. And when the Vikings came to North America, hey, they did, come on. The Native Americans were, well, let's just say not keen about the gifts. So these savvy Scandinavians stopped well, stopped, you know what. I think the saying is giving a shit. But hey, I found this on the internet. Like you think doing research for this podcast was a, a piece of cake? Well, that phrase comes from the Brits, 1930s, the Royal Air Force. Back in the late 1800s, cakes were also given out as prizes for contests at fairs and other gatherings, and it was kind of easy to win. It was a piece of cake, meaning easy as pie. But you dig a little deeper, and you'll also find that the saying may have come from back in the slavery days. But killing two birds with one stone, another phrase that has disputed beginnings. One source says Greek mythology, well, think Icarus, most say it comes from 1600s, the mid-1600s in writings, 1632 to be precise, by Morgan Dent, pissing and moaning about Spaniards, and by English philosopher Thomas Hobbes. Or it may go back to the Romans, about 43 B.C. Poet Ovid was ranting about hitting mating snakes, and you got to kill two snakes with one stick. You know, maybe killing two birds with one stone. Let's travel a little east to Greece. I also see that I have also spilled the beans about the Greeks, because, well, that's where that saying came from. Seems this zany bunch voted that way, with white beans and black beans, to let everybody know what the hell they were deciding well, you spilled the beans. I know you'll give me the third degree in this one. The third degree, intense questioning. One rumor is it's from a 19th century New York City cop known for, shall we say, hardcore interrogation. Of course, his name was Thomas Burns. That's Burns with a Y. He gave us third degree Burns. The other theory... Those darn Masons, they had really, really, really hard exams for which you graduated as a Master Mason, a third-degree Mason. 
third degree. So far, this has been a walk in the park, which came, by the way, in the 1800s and had something to do with walking a golf course. Now, look, I looked and I looked and I looked, and that's really all I got. Golf course, 1800s. So I guess we're going to have to bite the bullet and move on. Hmm. We have to bite the bullet goes back to doctors working on soldiers in the mid-1800s. You think the civil woah No anesthesia back then. Uh-uh. You had a problem? Uh, like a bullet hole, a broken leg, or maybe we have to saw off that appendage? Comes down to like what you've seen with Denzel Washington in the movie Glory. You bit down on a bullet, and you drank whiskey. Lots of whiskey, which, by the way, back then was lots of bourbon. Well, don't get cold feet now. Ooh, cold feet. Military fun continues. It seems warriors with frozen feet could not rush headlong into the battle because, well, they had frozen feet. They had cold feet, which meant they didn't want to do what they were going to do. Speaking still more of the military, three square meals a day. British ships fed their sailors in the 1700s on, ah, you ready for it? Square plates. You got a square meal. Also saw that pirates, our pirates, use the same, big word coming, vernacular as you ate dessert on the opposite side of your plate. So you ate everything when you were on a pirate ship. Hence... Clean your plate before dessert. You wanted to be a member of the Clean Plate Club because you got your pants dirty when you flipped the plate over. Wow, we went the whole nine yards on the military. The whole nine yards? Well, that was the length of an ammunition belt for a fighter plane back in World War II. And if a pilot used all of their ammo on one target, uh, I guess he kind of went the whole nine yards. Nine yards to nine lives. Cats, that is. Back to those zany ancient Egyptians. Cats. The sun god, Atum Ra. A lot of their gods were, well, they're half cat, half human, and the number nine was a very mysterious magical number. And Ra, that god of the sun, gave birth to eight other gods, eight plus one. Well, you know, nine lives. Shakespeare got into it a little bit, too, with Romeo and Juliet. A cat has nine lives, for three he plays, for three he strays, and for the last three he stays. Hmm. Cat got your tongue? Egyptians again. Pharaoh and the gang love to cut out the tongues of people and feed them to their cats because, well, you know, they love their cats. But wait, another controversy. Maybe it was because, well, you were getting beaten with a catty nine tail on ships back to the Navy a long time ago. You passed out, so the cat kind of got your tongue. Hmm. Speaking of cats and dogs, it's raining cats and dogs. Two potentials here. First, Norse mythology. Cats, they symbolized rain, and dogs were hailed with Odin, the god of storms. Or we go back to jolly old England, 16th century. You know, we had a lot of thatched roofs back in those days, and animals would crawl up on those said thatched roofs and sleep under the thatch. Well, why, you ask? Well, it was warmer than sleeping on the ground and in the dirt, but when it would rain... Those thatched roofs became really slippery places. Cats and dogs falling off all over the place. And if you were looking out the window, well, it was raining. Well, well, you know, right? You know. Maybe we're barking up the wrong tree instead of a roof. Well, they did, on occasion in the 1800s, hunting using the hounds. And on occasion, whatever they were chasing, the hounds, that is, got off the tree and ran away. But the hounds were still... Well, barking up the wrong tree. And with all that barking, maybe you want to put a sock in it. Means to be quiet. Shut up. Well, late 1800s, record players. 
Ah, come on, you've seen pictures of these things. The old RCA logo with the big horn where the sound came out. Well, if you wanted to, let's shall we say, quiet things down a bit, people put socks in the horn to quiet them down a bit. Oh, why? Oh, come on. There was no volume control. Uh Uh-uh, none. Sounds like it was, it's always loud when you're old, especially if you're an old record player. Well, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. First written in newspapers as a sign of hope after the Civil War. I'm sorry, the WoWo. Newspapers. Newspapers. Remember all that ink in your fingers? Anyway, don't be a hater. The phrase made it big time with JFK, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, when he was talking about Vietnam, that there was light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, come on. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Ooh, what? Well, it seems back in the day when you were buying horses, well, you checked them out. You checked their teeth. It helped let you know if they were healthy, what their age was a little bit. But when the horse was a gift... Hey, why are you looking? Why are you checking? Because it's, well, you know, it's a gift horse. Are you getting bothered by this podcast episode? Oh, well, maybe you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, This time, the Romans, and they were being extremely literal. They believed you get out on the right side of the bed, because if you got out on the left side, very, very, very bad juju. And this stayed around through a lot of cultures, too. The left side of the bed was considered, well, evil, so much so that some people pushed their beds up against the left wall, so there was really no way to wake up uh, on the wrong side of the bed. Don't turn a blind eye to all this fun, and literally, that is what it means. Seems our good old boy, dear Navy boy, hooray! Rachel Nelson, who only had one eye, would look through the telescope with, well, his blind eye because the boss was giving signals, telling him what to do. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to do something different. Sorry, I didn't see what you told me to do because, okay, say it to yourself, you turned a blind eye. Oh, now look at you. You've got a few things you can share with your friends now. But if you've had too much, like in too much alcohol, now there is hair of the dog. They started using that back when they were using hair from a rabid dog. If said rabid dog bit you, it was a cure. Well, thank the Scots for this one. And their meaning extended to drinking, of course. Well, you drink the same stuff that bit you to get you feeling better. It's the hair of the dog. And speaking of drinking, well, let's have one for the road. Ah, my God, such a great song by Frank Sinatra. It's just a quarter to three, just you and me. Yeah, I'm sorry, I digress. That's one for my baby and one for the road. But unlike Frank, if you were having one for the road, well, let's just say your day was not going to end very well because you were on your way to execution. Yes, sir. Started in Britain back in the Middle Ages. Now they're taking you off to whatever they were going to do. And the cart stopped and they said, hey, you want to have one for the road? You got to have a drink. And then, well, (laughs) bye-bye. Speaking of bye-bye, I do hope you like this episode. What? Well, it was close, but no cigar. Well, 19th century carnivals gave out cigars as prizes. Not cute stuffed animals. They gave out cigars. Oh, we were so close, but no. Well, you know. You know, street curb curiosity.